Welcome to the Christian Coach Podcast, where our mission is to serve coaches through conversations so they can lead like Jesus. I'm Gian Lemmy, and I'm joined by my co-host only, Jim Good. Hey, Jim. Hey, Gian. What's going on, buddy? Jim, do you know where Chad is? Chad is missing today. I think uh, him and Emily had an addition to the family. That's right. That's right. Was it a dog? No, not a dog. Not a right? dog. Not a dog. Well, it was. It was a baby girl. Kate Elise Simpson was born last week. And so we're giving Chad a few a few weeks off um, he because it. he deserves it. And, he and deserves Emily it. needs it. Emily needs it. You're right. Uh, four and no more. So congratulations, uh, Chad and Emily, on your new baby girl, man. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so happy for Chad. We're giving him a break. He'll still be doing an interview uh, this month in October. So stay tuned for that. Um, but today in this round table, it's more like a rectangular table. Yeah. It's just me in <laughs> one end and Jim on the other. <laughs> Jim, uh, so we just want to talk about some highlights. I think a lot of people, they know our voices and they hear our interviews, but sometimes they ask, tell us more about what you guys are doing and how God is impacting your lives. So do you, do you want to go first? Ah, I'd be glad to. And I'll be honest, just sitting here talking to you reminds me about two years ago when we had our interview for the podcast and how we got connected. So this is awesome how God works and serving now into my second year with Nations of Coaches is where nonprofit ministry serving college basketball coaches. Uh, again, a former high school basketball coach and athletic director director, and just humbled in what God's allowing uh to use me and to serve these coaches. And so I think a big highlight, we started at a division one program last year in our area, uh, a Bible study and it started off with about just two players and we were meeting in the summer and those two players grew into four players. And then our character coach started taking over the Bible study. And then I started meeting one-on-one just kind of kind of some mentorship, some breakfast, some coffee. And we have one of the seniors uh, part of leading that and got an amazing text last week that we had about seven players part of this Bible study. And one of the managers accepted Christ as savior. So bang, bang, that is what it's all about. So excited how God just planted the seeds, put people in the right places. And uh, he just orchestrated each step so now we are rejoicing for another soul that will be yeah. in heaven. So pretty That's cool. Awesome. And um, it, it's also important, a great lesson, you know, you could have been discouraged when just two people showed up at first, True. right? But I, I'm always reminded God doesn't call us to speak to only a thousand people. If it's a thousand or more, then God is is in, in the midst. If it's two or less or, you know, 10 or less, then God is not in there. So it's not yeah. even worth doing it. And I have my tattoo, you know, yep. my, my Hebrew tattoo was five and two. And it's, it reminds me every single day. And and the tattoo is for the two fish and the five loaves of bread and the feeding of the 5,000. It's a reminder that our job is not to feed the 5,000. Mm-hmm. Our job is to bring God, whatever we have that day. And if it's two fish and five bread, it's two fish and five bread. If it's a Bible study with two people who, you know, that, that manager was not a part of those two people. Right. Mm -hmm. So somebody, you know, God worked in the life of those two athletes. They called more friends. They called their Mm -hmm. circle of influence. That person got, you know, impacted because you decided to start a Bible study with two athletes. Right. So cool. I appreciate you sharing that because sometimes it is 
easy to fall into that trap of being discouraged because we look at the numbers and what we can see. And that that's just a great reminder. And I, I love this quote, Gian. I, I've shared this many times. Relationships proceed gospel. And I remember when these two guys uh, reached out and it, they reached out to me and they said, hey, Coach Good, year number two, we want to do something a little more, a little deeper. And I said, what do you guys have in mind? And they kind of initiated the Bible study. And they come that first day and we met at a Starbucks and they had their Bible, they had their journal, they had their pen. And I'll be honest, I was like, whoa, easy boys. Uh, let us get to know each other, right? And I'm like, what's your favorite cereal? You're like, Where'd you grow up? And so that first time, I don't think we opened the Bible and then week two, they come back with more and we're still just getting to know each other. And then by week three, now I was like, all right, what are we diving into? And it just, it really just set the tone of getting to know people. And I think a lot of times in Christian circles, it's easy for me to just start. And, and there's a time and a place to start just banging the Bible over their head. And I think God just taught me in that process to get to know people, get to know their heart, let, let them see you as a, as a dad, as a husband and relationship proceeds gospel was yeah. real. Uh, in that experience yeah there's that that saying that god does god requires you to sow the seeds but not water them or, yeah. or something like that right yeah. but if the soil is not fertile yeah then the seeds are not going to stick and the water is not going to do anything right so yeah. that the relationship part is what makes the soil fertile for for planting so it's that's great that's awesome to hear jim yeah. so what's going on with you what do you got highlight you know i don't i don't i'm not in touch anymore day-to-day -day with the athletes of the program. I'm with the coaches a little bit more often than I was with the athletes. And I coached, especially the women's team for 10 years, but God put, I, I listened to a sermon in church a few weeks back and then God has really stirring that up in my heart recently, but it's the story in Joshua four, when they cross the Jordan, they're coming out of uh, Exodus, right? The exile, you know, the 40 years in the wilderness and they're getting close to the, the promised land. And if you don't mind, Jim, I'm going to read real quick. Yeah. Joshua 4, 1 through, let's see, 7. All right. When all the nation had finished passing over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, take 12 men from the people, from each tribe a man, and command them, saying, take 12 stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan, from the very place where the priest's feet stood firmly, and bring them over with you, and lay them down in the place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the 12 men from the people of Israel, whom he had appointed, a man for each tribe. And Joshua said to them, Pass on before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan. Take up each of you a stone upon his shoulder. So this is not just pebble. This is not a little pebble. It's a, it's a massive rock. Yeah. Um, put it upon your shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the people of Israel, that this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in time to come, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so what, what, it's, what it's meaning in my heart recently, Jim, is how am I living my life in such a way that I become a memorial for the Lord? Where mm -hmm. people that pass by me, that come in contact with me, want to ask why are you different? Why not different in a bad way, right? right? In a negative sense, but there's something extra with you 
And it could be the way I speak, the words I use, my physical mannerisms, um, the way I carry myself. If we say Christ is in our heart, there needs to be a different look, a feel, uh, you know, an experience when people come in contact with us. So I've been very conscientious of that the Mm. last few weeks. Yeah. Um, And so I was able to share that with the team and you could see them looking inward and being like how, you know, if I'm, if the way I lose a tennis match Mm. is exactly the same way that a non-Christian loses a tennis match, then I'm Mm. doing something wrong. Yeah. Right. The way I win a tennis match Mm. needs to look different than the way, not the strategy, but the way I carry myself afterwards. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And that's hitting home, man, because that's almost an arrow through the heart when I think back in, in my coaching and my my younger days. And hopefully as I got older, being able to win differently, lose differently, uh, talk to the referees differently. And I love that word different, not in a bad way, but yeah. I think one of the greatest compliments we can get as Christians sometimes is, man, you're different. And that just opens up the door. Hey, let me tell you why I'm different. It's because uh, Christ made a difference in my life and I'm trying to be light. I'm trying to be salt. And I'll piggyback this, Gene, as you mentioned, the 12 stones. I'll tell you, coaches that are listening, a great exercise would be to either write it out. and, And what I did personally, I had these little blocks. And what I did is I kind of took about an hour of just reflection and went back and I wrote down like 12 of my remembrance stones times in my life that I would consider defining moments. And I started with my salvation and when I met my wife and then the birth of my first son, and then maybe getting my master's degree and then, uh, you know, my surgery in college. And I just kind of listed all these different things and thought back of these pivotal moments of these dates and they were my stones. And it made me remember God being part of my life and putting all the puzzle pieces together. You know, I just turned 48. So I'm getting up there, Gene. It's almost a big, you know, 50 mark. And so when you get to that mark, you, you start reflecting a little bit and you start thinking back. And it's just beautiful to think back of God's faithfulness over that time. Because in the moments at 16, 18, 21, we don't, we don't get it. Yeah. We don't realize it. <laughs> But now looking back, those those are some stones. So coach, I would encourage you, maybe if you have some time to just kind of write that out, get, get stoned, get some dates down and and remember God's faithfulness. Yeah. Cause we, we tend as humans, we tend to forget so fast. Yeah. We, it's, it's, it's incredible how fast we can forget. You know, I think for example, Chad forgets how hard it is to have a child. So then he just keeps having children, you know? So (laughs) Um, just love kidding, you, Chad. Chad. Yeah, we love you, Chad. Um, no, but it's it's true. I think we need to have these 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 visual things that keeps yeah. us bringing us back to, hey, God delivered you from this, right? You know, remember the moment when God took you through through your Jordan on dry land, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, so yeah, we've just been been thinking about that a lot in our yeah, household. How is it different? And uh, Jim, do you have anything else? Do you have anything in your trapper keeper that you want to talk about? I knew about? it was going to come up, man. You can't let that trapper keeper go, man. I, I think you're jealous. You're just straight up jelly of my trapper keeper, man. I know you are. <laughs> so um, one of the things that we do with our ministry that uh, as a regional director through the state of Florida is I'm in uh, communication and 
praying for God's direction as we try to place character coaches in the program, the men's basketball program. So character coaches, you know, bring, we bring in the faith aspect and the chaplain per se. And so we had a uh, conference and clinic out in Indianapolis where we had about 20 plus new character coaches that were planning the place throughout the state of Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, uh, South Carolina, West Virginia. And it was just awesome to see how God brought all these men together with a, a common theme, a common bond, of course, the love for our savior, but the love for coaches, the love for athletes. And so excited to see what God's doing in our ministry as these character coaches are getting trained to go out and serve and uh, kind of be the arms and feet of Jesus. So that was exciting yeah. to be part of this weekend. Yeah, that's awesome. And Jim, I don't know how the process works, but if someone is listening is interested in becoming a character coach through Nations of Coaches, can yeah. they just reach out to you? They can. They can reach out to me directly if they wanted to. And then also on our website with nationsofcoaches.com, we have a character coach um, kind of tab that you can fill out some information, wanting to learn more about what we really do within the organization and ministry. And you can kind of fill out a little application and one of our regional directors or leadership will connect with you and see if it's a right fit at the right program. So awesome. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, no problem. Jim, I think that's it for today. We miss Chad, but Chad, hopefully if he doesn't have another child by November, he will be here in the November edition, you know, because he, he can't use that excuse anymore. Um, so we just look forward to having Chad back. We look forward to all of our episodes coming up in October. The lineup is stacked. And so coaches, just stay tuned. Subscribe, share a podcast with your friends who, th who you think would benefit from listening to it. And always remember, the mission field is right where you're at. <laughs>